0: but your attitude is showing, amen? Don't look now, but your attitude is showing. Our theme verse has been with this series. Proverbs 23, 7, you need not turn there, but as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he, to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Matthew 23, and verse number 12. Got it? Say amen. amen. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. It's one verse, just one verse. Let's read it together. Ready? And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself be exalted. Amen. We're going to pray in a moment. Just let me... This state of fact that I, I don't know why I need to step, but I think it's, it needs to be said. All of this all of this junk we we've got seeing going on, it's not a gun problem, it's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. Amen. Zeke leads to the throne of grace. Amen. If I were to ask you tonight, what do you believe is the most destructive, the most um, possessive sin there is? If I extended a question and say, what do you believe that would be the worst attitude that anybody could have? It's interesting. Our Lord condemned this more than adultery, more than lying, more than murder, more than cheating, stealing. Have you guessed it yet? Pride. Pride. You You looked at my notes. The most sinful attitude possessed by men or angels is pride. It is the one thing that is the most, the most absolutely, bar none, the most destructive thing to the cause of Christ. It can affect those lost. There's more people going to die and go to hell because of pride than anything else. There's more Christians out of the will of God, never living the victory, Never having prayers answered, never getting the 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 full uh, benefit, if you will, of being a child of God. Nothing hinders that more than the issue of pride. So tonight, with the help of God, we will look at the attitude applied. pride. The Lord, it's amazing; He condemns it so much. Nobody in the Bible was more religious than the Pharisees. They, they knew, they kept the law of Moses. Besides keeping the law, they kept 600 unwritten laws that went in written. And yet, it was the most prideful bunch that literally, literally now, doomed their soul to hell because of their pride. Luke 18, listen to what one said. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank Thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, Or even as this publican, I fast twice in the week, and I give tithes to all that I possess. Never knowing that his tithing was just obeying God, and his pride was literally destroying him. He looked down at the nose of this publican, He put the publican in the same box, if you will, as the extortioner, the unjust, the adulterers. He put the publican in that same box as these people were. He said, boy, I thank God I'm not like this publican. And the publican simply said, nothing. And the publican standing afar off, would not lift so up so much as his eyes in heaven, but smote his breast on his saying, All he done was just this, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He wouldn't look up and look up to God. He smote his... God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Bible tells us that man went home justified while the pride continued down the same road uh, uh, deceived thinking that we're going to heaven thinking that we're doing right but deceived because of their pride people can be pride, prideful over a lot of different things some people are pride because of the humility some people are pride because of their ignorance you ever heard this said? Well, I don't know nothing much. Well, just keep talking. We'll figure that out. Some of you will get, get, catch up with you at home. Be are proud. I, I, I find this. Some people are prideful because of their disposition. Oh, I'm so good. I'm holy and I do this and do this. And they're proud of it. Pride. It's pride, no matter where it shows up. It is the thing. Spurgeon said this, Be not proud of race, face, place, or grace. Truth is, we have nothing to boast about. I was in the grocery store yesterday, and a man I know well come up behind me. And um, put a few things on there, and he said, "Preacher, if you ain't got any money now, I got some money to pay for that for you. I, if you ain't got any... And I said, oh, that, "That'll be all right." I said, "We good?" And I couldn't help but think, couldn't help but think, oh my, pride just pouring out of him. Truth is, all we have is from God. All knowledge, all wisdom, all material possessions, all life, all breath, all strength. We just talking before right before service. And Lord, I met more. I get to thinking about this. I just, man, I just can't believe just how good God's to us. Lord, God's good to me. Everything I have. Everything I've gotten from God. Someone as well said, if God wanted us to pat ourselves on the back, He would have hinged us different to make it easy. Amen? First, we see pride. By the way, I thought it interesting. Pride first showed up in the most unusual place. In Isaiah chapter 14, in verse 13, Lucifer is leading the choir. And many believe that he had a third of the angels in his choir. And he was the leading the choir. And he kept getting higher. By the way, Lucifer was not born the devil. He was the bright in the morning star. He was over God's worship. Do you hear me? He was over God's worship, and as you led the choir and the music got higher and higher and higher and higher, and pride slipped into his heart. He said, "Man, I need to be equal with God. I, matter of fact, equal to nothing. I am as just as well as God Himself." And listen, what he's saying: For I said in thine heart, I will ascend into the heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I never noticed that to the day. You know what he said? He's not going to be equal with God. I'm going to exalt the stars above God. What he's saying? I'm going to replace. God. Now remember that. I'm going to replace God. And I never, I've read that hundreds of times. Now I will ascend and I will exalt my throne, that one above the stars of God. Now I will sit upon the mountain of congregation in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I will be like the Most High. All because of pride. I'm above God when somebody says at the moment we say I will I will we follow Satan's example we see pride again showing up in Genesis in the first parents and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and was pleasant to the eyes. Now here's the pride. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. There's the pride. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave it also to her husband with her, and he did eat. So we see pride beginning with Satan. Great sin, great sin that affected a created being, bright and morning star that turned him into Satan, the dragon, Lucifer, the devil, all because of pride. And then Eve took that same pride and used it with Eve. Pride is, the Bible tells us, is a heart matter. Seven, Mark seven twenty one, For within out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts. Now listen to the group here. Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thieves, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness—all these—all these evil things come from within and defile the man. Wow! So, pride's a heart matter. It's a heart matter. Pride is the root of this world system. The root of this world system that you and I live in is pride. Notice what the Bible says. First John two fifteen: Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do you hear what he said? The Bible says, if you love this world, the love of the Father is not in you. And he even on to say, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Pride is anti-God and anti-Christian. Do you realize pride will doom more people to an eternity burning hell than anything else? I remember reading a story, or hearing a preacher rather, and uh, he had uh, a man he wanted to go see. It's a dear friend. He'd grown up with him. And he was in this town to preach a meeting. And so he made an appointment and the man was very wealthy, very wealthy. And he drove up to him in, in his rental car and he had just Mercedes and beautiful mansion and all this stuff. And he'd come out and meet him and, they, and they, he was cordial and they talked a bit. And later that evening he went on a horse ride. And as they was walking, this preacher began to talk to his friend about being saved by knowing Christ. He got down to a place, a little barn, and he, they got the horse. He said, would you not want to trust Christ? And his friend said, well, yeah, yeah, I think maybe I would. So the preacher bowed. But when he got done praying, the man was gone. He heard the horse galloping off. He went back home. And he got up to the man, come out, and said, "Boy, y'all, y'all almost, y'all almost got me, buddy. Y'all almost got me." The Preacher just devastated, and went back to the meeting. And during the meeting that night, they sent word for him, and his wife said, "He's hollering for you." So he goes to the hospital, and he opens the door, and down the hallway could hear this man screaming, just screaming. Goes in the room and he takes him by the hand, and that man literally, literally buried his his fingers in the in the hand of this preacher. When he died, he literally they literally had to prize his hand and and repair the preacher's hand where it literally grabbed him and screaming that he was in hell for the preacher to help him. But there was no help. Why? Because of pride. Because of pride. The Bible says, Verily I say unto you, except ye you be converted, you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Jehovah said, except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God simply unwilling to bow before God in order to be saved. My, there are people, no doubt, sitting here tonight that God has spoken to your heart many times. He's moved your heart. He's spoke to you. And He said, yeah, I'm talking to you. And you know, you know, you should have made a trip to the altar. You know He spoke. But you're stinking. I'll just do it when I get home. No, you won't. If God's speaking then, at that moment, He won't be speaking when you get home. And you say, you're stinking pride. What will people think? What will people say? And your pride becomes the thing Satan uses to continue to rob you, rob you, rob you, rob you. Ever service. See, the worst thing about pride is, is this. It rules God out of the game. It rules Him out of the picture. I truly believe pride robs us from friends. Separates husbands and wives. Pride deprives people from life's greatest gifts. So how does it affect us? How does pride affect us? First of all, pride leads us to think more highly of ourselves than we should. God, I met people that think so much of themselves. I met people I thought, Man, if I could sell you for... Half what you think you're worth, I'd be a rich man. Romans said, "For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to." Hey, hey, God test. Look up this way. God test zero to ten. Where's your place in spirituality? You pick the number zero to ten. I dare say. Some would say, I, I'm about a nine. Huh? What? I'm about a, i am about aii believe I'm an eight. Really? Really? You're not taking your life and comparing it to the Bible. What you obeying in the Bible? What you doing there? I'm going to tell you, somebody asked me that question, I'm going to say, it ain't near as high as it ought to be. I'm going to tell you that. It's not near where it ought to be, and I know that, and I'm begging God to help me. Boy, I want you to know from zero, you'd be amazed, you'd be amazed. You see, pride leads us to think the Some people are kind of like the rooster who believes the sun comes up every day because he crows. Try. When we think more of ourselves, there's two or three things that happen. Number one, we become critical of others. Wife becomes critical of her husband, she's prideful. I didn't stutter. When a wife becomes critical of her husband, she's prideful, she's full of pride. When a husband's always criticizing his wife, he's full of pride. You become critical of others. You're not, you're not, you 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 very, very seldom extend grace. Amen. You're not you're not very you don't you don't extend very little grace, does it? you become very critical. God just well, I tell you, we shouldn't do it that way. Why I could have done better. Why are they going to do this? No, you're prideful. We become jealous of others. You see somebody got a new car. I, I, I need a new house. You're always, You become very jealous in your spirit. Oh, a proud person is assertive, argumentative, and just plain irritable. You know, I have one word for that. The just plain mean. Just plain mean. When we're prideful, we really become very argumentative. Have I just described you? Then you got a pride problem. Number two, pride causes strife and contention. Proverbs 13, 10, Only by pride come a contention when well advised is wisdom. Contention comes by pride. Pride causes contention in the home. Have you ever? I, I've known families. I mean, there's contention. Where it be a husband and wife that just hell bent, they would die before they'd ever say I was wrong. I'm sorry. They're masters at pulling up all your mistakes for the past fifty years and never just being honest enough to say, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. And I'll kill you. Are. We can just take off all your holy garb and about how holy you are and just sit down beside yourself and join the rest of us. Bless God, we never none of us get it right all the time. I, I washed darling, was washing clothes one time. And I didn't know you didn't you couldn't put uh, bleach in penny <laughs> She put bleach in the rest of it. Do you know what happens when you put bleach in penny hose? They all turned the prettiest orange you've ever seen. Now, I don't know, it didn't bother me none, but you know, it kind of excited her. I don't know what the problem was. It just kind of bothered her. You know what? She didn't get mad. She didn't scream. Ah! She didn't do none of that. I said, my gosh, it's orange. Oh, she said, yep. Yeah, and I need some green. <laughs> And we had to go buy something. You're not going to get it right all the time. Are you listening? You're not going to get it right all the time. And if you're so stinking proud to not look at the person you love and say, hey, we don't get it right with our children all the time. Hey, Dad, have you ever told your children, I'm just sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. You don't judge fairly all the time. Get off yourself. Sometimes want to do something and hide, and you just see what the other one done, and you wipe it out, and you say, "And it's I do nothing." And you get the truth. Do You know what that you you do go out and go. I'm I'm sorry. Then go beat the devil out of the other. We, we were pride. It's, it causes contention. It causes contention in the church. Proverbs 22, 22, And truly the Son of Man goeth as He was determined, but woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. And they begin to inquire among themselves. Now listen to them. Jesus is saying, Hey boys, listen. One of you is going to betray me. Now listen to them. And they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was should do this thing. And there was also strife among them. Where does strife come from? Where does strife come from? Pride. Pride. Where does strife come from? Pride. Pride. And there was also strife among them and of which of them should be counted The greatest. Jesus is saying, I'm going, one of you is going to crucify me. One of you is going to betray me. One of you is going to sell me out. And these fellas over here are saying, I'm better than you are. Man, I, I can do that better than you can. I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest of this bunch. I mean, I'm, I'm leaning on Jesus' breast. I hear His heartbeat. Yeah, but I'm a spokesman. I'm better. no, and there's contention here. And may I say, pride is, causes contention in the church. Let me help you. I've said this many times. I preach three times a week, 52 weeks a year. That's 156 sermons. Not counting other things and Sunday school lessons. Do you really believe I'm going to get it right every time? Twice, yes. Do you not reckon somewhere I'm going to say something, and then most of the time I know it, when I say something, I say, oh gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Or do something. And by the way, do you believe everybody's going to come to church and do everything right every service? Good Lord, no. You're not. God help us. And may I say, pride that says, I'm better. I wouldn't have done it. You should do it this way and get all of pride causes contention. Pride causes contention in governments. Daniel 423. Now I won't read that whole passage, but you go home and read it. Daniel I told Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, I'm telling you, son, you burn all that pride in your heart. Burn all that get pride. And the Bible says that at the end of 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And here's what he said And the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I built for the house of of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of? Of my majesty. Now listen to what he's saying. Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? And a holy God said, No, no, I'm going to show you how much majesty and might you have. And he put him for seven years like an animal, staked him outside, grew feathers like an animal for seven years before he'd give him back his mind. All because of pride. He ate grass like an oxen, grew claws like a bird, grew feathers Like an eagle. And for seven years, when God gave him his mind, he said, Lord God, he's the one that's all power and almighty. It's his majesty we're going to promote. What does God think of pride? Let me just tell you what God thinks of him. He hates it. He don't mince words. He hates it. But these six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven are abomination unto him. Notice what's number one. Number one on the list. A proud look. A proud look. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. Heart that deviseth wicked imagination. Feet that are swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. Let me say this. A proud, look, pride starts that list. If you read it, one builds on the other. All builds on pride. God resists. Now here's what I really want to get to. God resist anything that has to do with pride. James 4, 6, He gives more grace. Wherefore He saith, God resisteth. God resisteth. Best way I can explain to you, stand up. I want to be careful. I won't push you down. This is what God does He resists you. you get, he'll resist you. Pushes you away. It's pushing you away. I'm going to knock you down, aren't you? He resists you. God resists the proud. You come to God with a need? No. Stay away. He resists you. It means to put the hand it means to resist. It means to keep you at a distance. Give you a little secret. Why do some people have closeness with God? You may see, thank you. And some people don't. Because of their pride. God said, I'll resist the pride. Then then what he said, this, I love this. But he said, I give us more grace. I give grace. To the humble. God says, I'll resist you if you're proud. But He said, I'm going to give you unmerited favor. Okay? Stand up again. Grace is God saying, I'm going to resist you. But humble, God is saying, Ah, oh, come here. I had to hurt, but I'd be careful, I might squeeze him or hurt him. You know how you understand how it is. That's the difference. You know what? Here, here's, you're, you're tonight. There's some of you that could have you either being resisted or you being raised. By God. Yes. By God Himself. You can be seated. I have to do that to keep Him awake. Amen. God says, I'll give grace unto Merited favor to the humble. Wow. Wow. So what's the cure for for grace, for pride? Well, there's just one. Webster's 1913 Dictionary describes, defines this word called humility. The state or equal of being humble, freedom from pride and arrogance. I stood in the grocery store yesterday. I couldn't help but feel so sorry for him because of the arrogance he had. Lowliness of mind, understanding our imperfections and sinfulness, serving the Lord with all humility of mind. And the only way we can handle pride is this, is to humble yourself. I can preach my brains out here tonight, and I'm going to be honest with you, I cannot humble a person here. God will give you the right, give you privilege, but you've got to humble yourself. James said, 4.10, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. 1 Peter 5.5 said, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. So let me give you three things that we do. And it's humbling. And you have to do it for yourself. No one can do it for you. Husband cannot do this for his wife, nor can a wife do this for her husband. Each one of us have to do this for ourselves. Number one. And this is really an oxymoron. Stop to think about it. you got to admit... That's got a pride problem. And what's, the, what's so strange is this. This is the one thing prideful people can never do. Isn't that amazing? It's to admit that you need God's help. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You hear that, but you know what? If you ever get help and humble yourself, you've got to admit, I need help from God for this. And that is the one thing that prideful, prideful, prideful people, even Christian prideful people, I'm okay. I can't tell you what's wrong with everybody else. I tell you what, with my husband, my wife, I tell you what everybody else needs. I'm all right. I'm, I'm good, man. Well, I'm good. Good message, preacher. I'm good. Thank you. Good message. And never, never admit that you have an ungodly. And oh, I, I, I think it's so sad because God is resisting you. Second, second. We've got to confess pride is any other sin. We confess our sins if faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, pride is sin like murder. We, we say, Man, I can't Tom less or burn them! We'll say, Well, I am homosexual, well, get them! I've never heard nobody write it and say, boy, this pride will deal with it. But it's a sin that has to be dealt with just like that. It's a sin that's got to be dealt with, just like any other sin. Then, third, seek divine guidance. You seek that divine guidance through His Word. I love the Psalms, I love this chapter. One of my favorite chapters. Psalms 25, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. And, O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed means to be disappointed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed, but let them be ashamed which transgress without a cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me into thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation on thee do I wait all the day. Proverb writer said in fourteen twelve, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end there are the ways of death. Then Psalms thirty two says this I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. And God said I will guide me, guide thee. With my eye. I love that. God said, I'll just look to you. I'll guide you with my eye. God, tonight, now you say, well, that's a good message. But pride will keep you right in your pew, get in your car, go home, just as prideful as you was when you came, humility would do something as well, Lord God, I think I got a pride problem, I think I got a stinging pride problem. Now I've said this before, don't don't please don't pray this. don't pray for God to humble you. You may not like being humbled. I've never prayed that. But I want to just tell you something. I'm really thankful when he's chosen to do that. And if you don't think God can humble you, you're you're a mighty foolish person. God can humble you so fast that you just don't even know what's happening. He can come so unexpectedly one minute you've got the strength of the world, and the next minute you can't even call out your name. And I'm glad that God sometimes has had to humble me. I needed that. Reminds me, God, it's your church. You're doing this. is your people. You're the great God. Tonight, I wonder, will your pride remain you there or will you humble yourself? Revival starts that way. If my people, which are called by my name, will do what? But if you understand that, because if they don't humble, that's Pride. And it hinders revivals. That's all stand to her feet. If God has spoken to your heart before Joey even starts singing, won't you come?